the line in business. Voice America Business. Good morning, and thanks for tuning in to Leaders Playbook, where you'll discover what emotional intelligence is all about and how to raise yours to be a top performer in business. Now, here's your host, Dr. Rell. Hi, this is Leaders Playbook, Tools for Top Performance, giving you hands-on tools to raise emotional intelligence for you and for your team members. Today we're going to look at teamwork and collaboration. How does your, as a leader, how do you develop your team? How do you build team spirit? How do you get them involved in the team process and the mission? How is trust important in teams and how do you generate it? And what are ways to create an empowered team? The answers to those questions are the focus of this session. Hi, I'm Dr. Rowley Nadler. I'm a licensed psychologist and executive coach and your host. And today, at the next segment for the Star Secret, we're going to bring in our guest, Tom Heck. Tom is a teamwork coach, an author, an inventor, entrepreneur, a speaker, and a banjo player. His passion is in teaching uh, team and leadership skills through experiential activities. He created a great website called Teach Me Teamwork. It's a web-based team training resource with over 27,000 members in 101 countries. And it's endorsed by a wide range of training professionals from around the world. I've been a member for quite a long time, and Tom just has excellent uh, material and excellent content. So before we get into hearing from Tom about uh, teamwork and collaboration, which is one of the EI competencies, each show we look at a different competency, let me give you just some of the uh, basic concepts that we've been uh, dealing with. To be a star performer... Um, someone in the top 10%, what has been shown is having these emotional intelligence competencies. Emotional intelligence is defined as understanding and managing yourself, understanding and managing others. We've also talked about how the leader is the emotional thermostat for the team. Whatever temperature they're set at, because emotions are contagious, the team then reflects back that We also know that leaders in the top 10% earn twice as much revenue uh, to the organization as managers at the 89th percentile and below. We've been trying to give you, through these shows, a series of micro-initiatives, the idea that a micro-initiative creates macro-impact. We are all busy. Most leaders that I deal with don't have time. But how do we break this down into some small steps that you can take, these micro-initiatives, We've also talked about just the um, brain chemistry, about the amygdala hijack when you have an emotional reaction, your cognitive functioning uh, lessens as much as one standard deviation. So for uh, many people, that's 15 IQ points. And then the last show, we talked about that every leader has underestimated their influence over the team. And if that's the case, they've underperformed and so has their team. So those are some of the basic concepts. Uh, if you go to www.leadersplaybook.com, there is a free leadership tool that goes with every show. So teamwork and collaboration, what is it? Teamwork and collaboration are competencies that contribute to building an atmosphere of friendly and cooperative relationships with a team. Members are drawn into active, committed, and enthusiastic participation and they exhibit respect and helpfulness. Uh, there is a team identi- identity, and there is a spirit decor, 
which members work hard at developing and protecting. So my work, and we'll hear from Tom shortly, um, teamwork is quite the buzzword. And many times in organizations, people get thrown together and they say, okay, you're a team now. So somehow duly formed, the team marches off uh, onto the field to succeed or fail. Many times without any of the foundations, the ingredients to really make them a high-performing team. And if we look at some of the dynamics and some of the technologies of teams, if we look at sports teams, we look at dance troops, uh, theater groups, they spend 90% of their time practicing. They're practicing their routines, their processes, identifying roles and responsibilities. In the corporate world, it's the exact opposite. They may spend even uh, 5%, only 5% of their time um, practicing, looking at what's going on, learning, 95% of their time performing. So they're thrown on the, on the playing field and immediately have to perform where their performance is going to affect on the company, it's going to affect on, on them. And so one of the things that Tom is able to do is really give some hands-on tools in this practice field so that uh, organizations at all levels, private, nonprofit, corporations, are, are able to have skills to move forward. So I want to talk uh, just briefly about some of the emotional intelligence research. And now we know from emotional intelligence and, and newly named social intelligence that uh, it's the new science of success of human relationships. We're wired to connect. We know that these days from the brain chemistry. So working in teams then becomes the playing field to demonstrate these skills. And in today's world, more and more data, information, knowledge to do someone's job is coming from others. Um, in the uh, late 90s, about 75% of, of the information to do your job you had in your own head. And uh, in today's world, it's about 55% of to complete your job, only 55% is in your head, meaning 45% is in others. You have to collaborate. You have to work with them. And in some cases, it's even less than that. Some of the research uh, that's done on um, teams, one of them comes from the Cambridge University Business School. And what they had is uh, 120 simulated teams that had to work together, make important decisions for a mock business. And they had some teams that were exclusively high IQ members. And then they had other teams that were just randomly placed. Uh, to the researchers, surprisingly, these high IQ teams performed worse than the less brilliant teams. And you may say, well, why is that? You know, why here we have all these smart people, how come they didn't perform better? Well, the reason is um, the members of the high IQ teams spent way too much time debating issues trying to outshine each other. They failed to attend to the necessary practical parts of the job, such as communicating uh, information, coordinating game plans, holding each other accountable. One of the derailers that we've talked about earlier in the shows was being the smartest person in the room. So if you have a lot of high IQ people, they spend a lot of time trying to be the smartest person, showing they have the three or four extra IQ points, which does not translate into execution of what needs to be done. The Center for Creative Leadership, which is a top 
a leadership development organization, they found that one of the main reasons for executive failure were the inabilities to build and lead a team. And then also in another study of 60 work teams um, operating in a large uh, American financial service company, they found that the behaviors that mattered the most for team effectiveness came down to how do the members interact and how do they connect. So clearly the demand for team skills is going to grow in the in years to come, um, especially as teams are dispersed. Uh, Tom has done a fair amount of uh, work with teams at distance. He may uh, we'll ask him a couple questions about that. In a new newly stated uh, study from Towers Perrin, they found that just 21% of employees surveyed around the world are engaged in their work. And that's the term engaged, meaning that they really are connected. They're, they're giving it all. Um, they're going the extra mile. What they found is 38% are, are partly or fully disengaged. Now, this number is even higher than some of the research that the Gallup has had in the past. So think about your team. That means more than one out of three of your people are fully disengaged. means they're not uh, moving towards the mission or vision or towards the projects um, behind your back. They may be talking about things. And this idea of being on a, on a team and focusing on teamwork is one of the ways that to develop more engaged leaders. I'm going to go through just a couple things, and then we'll take our break. But why is teamwork so challenging? Um, my premise is teamwork is an unnatural act, and people really need discipline. They need practice to do what is normally uh, unnatural. What I'm going to go through a few of the teamwork ingredients. Tom may follow up on some of these. But if you think about this, uh, most of us have not been trained in working with teams, and so that's one reason why it's unnatural. So one of the team ingredients is a shared vision. We talked about that a little bit last time. What's natural is to have a blurry vision of where the organization is going. The vision is not ever communicated enough or shared. And what's unnatural but is necessary for the team is to create an inspiring vision for the future that's clear, that informs all. So as leaders, some of the actions would be, some of the micro-initiatives, is to have a deliberate plan on how to communicate the vision, to share the vision multiple times. Many times in organizations, I talk about connecting the dots, and can a leader multiple times connect the dots? Here's why what you're doing is important, and here's where we're going. So that's one of the aspects. Another one is uh, expectations and guidelines. What's natural is to assume that coworkers are on the same page, that they understand the desired results. What's unnatural yet necessary is to be very deliberate in clarifying the reciprocal expectations, established guidelines for how to work together. So actions for a leader. A leader in the team needs to decide on how they're going to make decisions. Is it a majority decision? Is it a minority decision? Is there a content expert? Is it a consensus? Expectations need to be very uh, clear and clarified, and they need to have some specific meeting and team guidelines. All this takes discipline. And then uh, one other skill would be communication skill and conflict resolution. What's natural for all of us is to avoid conflict, jump to rash conclusions, not communicate what you're thinking. So what's unnatural yet necessary 
is to make your thinking visible. How do you really fill in the white space, identify your assumptions? So actions for leaders is that expectations should involve communication guidelines. And then uh, most teams need some kind of skill training for communication, how to listen better, how to use inquiry versus advocacy, how to summarize what's said. And there's other tools you know, along those lines that will help them. So those are some of the specific uh, team ingredients. Tom Heck, uh, our guest, is going to come back after the break, and we'll be asking him some questions about how teams can be empowered, some of the uh, expertise that he can share with us. And we'll be back in a moment. This is Leaders Playbook. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Homeowners, real estate investors, bankers, listen up and tune in to Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight, the show that breaks it all down and gives it to you straight. Are you at risk of foreclosure? Interested in buying a foreclosed property? Mark Bull has the answers to the questions you might forget to ask. Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight broadcasts live on the Voice America Business Channel, Monday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific. You can't afford not to tune in. Do you have business style? Is your business style working against you? Does your business style support your overall business and career goals? If you're not achieving goals at the workplace, you'll benefit from Business Style with Kimberly B, a leadership expert and executive recruiter who will outline strategies to help you manage your business and career and achieve the success you want. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific to Business Style with Kimberly B on the Voice America Business Channel. The Bauer Power Hour will focus on ways to improve a company's marketing message. Some of the sharpest minds in marketing will be featured on the show. So listeners will get free advice from folks they normally have to pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars per hour to access. Listen live every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific, that's 2 p.m. on the East Coast, to the Bauer Power Hour with host Roger Bauer on the Voice America Business Channel. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leaders Playbook, tools for top performance. If you have a question for Dr. Nadler, feel free to email him at rnadler at truenorthleadership.com. Now, back to Dr. Rell. Hi, this is Leaders Playbook again. Tools for top performance, giving you hands-on tools to raise your emotional intelligence. I'm really pleased today to have our uh, guest, what we call the Star Secret segment. And Thomas certainly has some secrets about teamwork. Tom Heck is a teamwork coach, author, inventor, entrepreneur, speaker, and banjo player. His passion is in teaching team and leadership skills through experiential activities. 
He's created teachmeteamwork.com that you can go to and check his website. There's a ton of tools and interviews and um, resources available. It's a web-based training resource with 27,000 members in 101 countries endorsed by a wide range of professionals. Tom, uh, welcome to the call. Thank you, Relly. It's great to be here. I have been. We've been talking about this. I've been on the other side listening to a lot of your <laughs> interviews with some with some great people. So it's great to be able to uh, get some of your expertise. Yes. So why don't you uh, tell us, how did uh, Teach Me Teamwork start? I mean, you have a wonderful mission. Uh, maybe we'll start with that, and then we'll get into some more yeah. specifics. Well, it's uh, for the last 10 years, I've been, uh, I've had a business, and, uh, you know, like a lot of... Uh, Entrepreneurs or facilitators, coaches, uh, we get the idea somewhere along the line that, hey, I'm going to start a business. So, you know, I, I made the leap, and then uh, really Teach Me Teamwork uh, was a result uh, uh, from 9-11. Hmm. On uh, the morning of 9-11, I was uh, driving to a conference facility about eight hours away from my home and uh, lined up to... Uh, present a uh, three-day train-the-trainer event for to 60 people from across the U.S. Well, that morning I had I was on the road maybe not even 30 minutes, and I I was so busy that morning I hadn't checked uh, the news and I hadn't listened to the radio and uh, hadn't done any of that. I was so focused on delivering this program, and uh, about 30 minutes in, really, I turned the radio on. And to hear the first tower come down Mm. and uh, pulled over, made a bunch of phone calls, and we decided to go ahead with the training because 30 of those people had arrived uh, early for uh, a pre-conference event. Mm -hmm. And we all, I mean, at that point, the uh, airports were shutting down, and we decided to go ahead with the training. So for eight hours there and the training, it was really a powerful moving experience for me because I real I, I thought, you know, if this is what uh, win-lose consciousness or lose-lose consciousness uh, results in, then I need to step up my game. And so on the drive back, I thought, okay, how can I reach more people huh. with a message of team uh, teamwork and coming together and where we can all really go from the place of win-win, what Covey talks about in The Seven Habits. Right. and. Uh, and so I thought, well, I'll make a book. No, that won't do it. I need to reach more you know, people faster and spread ideas. And so that's where TeachMeTeamwork.com was uh, born. And, you know, I'm, I'm listening to the statistics that you're uh, sharing with the number of subscribers. And I've got uh, now up from 27, I'm at 31,000 some hundred uh-huh. in 103 countries. So it's it's truly amazing to send out a newsletter or have receive a call, you know, from uh, someone who's using the material that I'm sharing uh, to influence their group. And, you know, it's just, just a quick aside, I, I, two, two that were just jaw-dropping to me, that it's, it's neat to see how uh, what you're doing can impact other people. But I, I received a phone call from a woman uh, who's on a Navajo Indian reservation in the southwestern part of the U.S., and she told me that she's so in such a remote area that uh, it takes an hour and a half for her to get to a grocery store. Wow. I didn't even know the places like that existed. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. So she's on my website learning activities and principles about teamwork and teaching them to the people on this 
uh, in this community center. And then there's another guy who uh, emails me from uh, Kathmandu, Nepal. And uh, he's emailing me saying, you know, I'm, I just wanted you to know I'm on your site learning some things that I plan to go up. I'm here on a, a trip with uh, to help teachers in the mountains around Nepal. Oh, and so he's, so the thought of, uh, you know, things that I'm teaching are somehow making their way up into the mountains of Nepal is an awesome thing. That's got to be great. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's, it's such a great uh, mission. And you think about, you know, starting at 9-11. I also did a training on 9-11. Mm. I, sh- I probably should have canceled it, but, you know, all day long people were taking breaks and were, yeah. were uh, trying to see if they had family members involved. But I think this idea of uh, the emotional and social intelligence and what you're doing, that we are wired to connect. We had a Absolutely. Get, we had a guest on who is a brain expert and really around empathy and some of the stuff around the mirror neuron. And a similar thing about if the more we can teach uh, empathy, and I think in teamwork, people are being empathic with each other in a different way than happens, which we would hope would translate to some of the uh, you know, overarching mission of you know peace and people getting along better. Mm. Well, you know, the, the whole idea of uh, empathy, and I know that, uh, I've studied a little bit of emotional intelligence and uh, Daniel Goleman's work. Right. And uh, it, what strikes me is when I, I come across something, like last night, I'll give you a great example. I'm watching a, a, a documentary by Michael Moore called Sicko. And I was so moved. And what was moving to uh-huh. me was seeing the plight of people who are in desperate situations because of health care. You know, and I got done with the movie, and I told my wife, I said, you know, I can't imagine someone watching that movie right. and not being moved. Yeah. And, and you know, the sad part is is that, you know, she said, that, well, there are people who have somehow got to that stage. And I think that this is, you know, what happens on a team is that uh, we, we lose sight sometimes of what we're really here to do. Uh-huh. You know, and, and the whole real concept of teamwork, you know, and I've just been going through this emotionally myself this morning, is that what the whole point of teamwork is that we're there to help each other and care for each other, right. essentially. Right. And and that is where the emotional intelligence yep. comes in, right? Well, and I think kind of, what, yeah, that's exactly where it comes in, that idea that we're wired to connect. So it's almost like what you're doing, what I'm doing, we're already that way. How do we take off some of the uh, interferences? that are getting in our way of, of connecting with each other. And this idea of, of when we connect with each other, our brain is, is mapping the same emotions that someone else is. When you watched Sicko last night, mm-hmm. you're, you're, that empathy, that mirror neuron, basically is mapping exactly what's going on uh, on the show. But in teams, the people are reflecting back what each are, are experiencing. And I would imagine on some level, the empathy is just building. And, and, and from the brain research, we're starting to see that. I think you and I, we experience that, and so do the team members. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you tell us, I know you have a lot of uh, what we could talk about. Um, what would you say are some of the, 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 the five keys, I think, you have to building a high-performance team? Yeah. Well, it's, it's uh, you know, I get a lot of calls and emails from people uh, having a, a list this size and, uh and making myself available to people who are interested in, in uh, building teams. And and one of the things that, you know, in your uh, as you l- 
we're doing the lead-in to this uh, program today, you know, you, you, you said, you know, people oftentimes, uh, you feel as that teamwork is unnatural because we're just, we don't, we're not trained in teamwork. Uh, typically, you know, uh, it, it's the whole idea of what we're rewarded for in school is how well we can do individually oftentimes. Right. And then, uh, you know, that goes all the way through elementary, middle, high school, college. And, and then we're, we're thrown into a situation where uh, the, the real world, if you will, demands teamwork. And, uh, and this is a, an unfortunate thing. I mean, it's good for people who are teaching team skills, right, and teaching emotional intelligence. Uh-huh, yeah. It sort of keeps us in business. That's right. And, uh, and, and so uh, the reason I mention that is because uh, there's, a, there's a, one of my favorite books on uh, team building that I share with a lot of people, uh, written by a guy named Patrick Lencioni. It's called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Right. You know, this is a New York Times bestseller. Uh-huh. How does a, a book on teamwork, uh, I mean, isn't it telling yeah. that a book on teamwork is a New York Times bestseller? And he was sharing in an interview that, his publisher told him, you know, your numbers were great first year, but you can expect them to drop the second year. Mm. They didn't drop. They went up. Wow. And, and so, you know, it's, it's one of these things that uh, should, in my opinion, be, you know, we should be taught and trained, and, and uh, we should all share a common language around what does it mean to be uh, on a highly a high-performing uh-huh. team. And I think that that's where... You know the 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 real key is when someone calls me, and this just happened the other day. Is uh, a uh, a trainer calls and says, "Okay, I'm working with this group, and I'm trying to figure out how, what I can do to in one day." Okay, and I have I, this is also one of the the challenges of, and I'm sure you've seen this. Uh-huh. Uh, an organization gives one or two days devoted to building team and unity right. and, and collaboration skills, and this is, goes back to your. Uh, your your great statistics there of ninety five percent of the time in the in the business world we're in performance right you know we're not practicing so the the real key if I had to boil it down is that we all share a common language hmm. uh, when when we start to talk about teams because you know if you uh, the average person when they show up on a team and you say teamwork almost everybody uh, starts to think of um, sports teams if they've ever participated in them. And, mm-hmm. and that is, you know, a win-lose uh, type of consciousness, a, a win-lose type of thinking, whereas, you know, we're, and the best players play, right? If, if you're on a sports team, you put the best players on the field, so you win. Right. And on a business team, you can't do that. And so all these people come together on a team and, and, and then you say, okay, like you said, all right, you're a team, but they don't share a common language. And so that is the number one, if, if I could get a group of people, uh, uh, you know, trainers, anybody who's out there building teams, a manager, is that what are you doing uh, every day to, to uh, build a common set of language? And that's why I think uh, uh, Lencioni's book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, comes in, he, and uh, these five key building pieces of, mm-hmm. of a high-performing team. And so, and so when you're saying build a language, um, <clears throat> you're looking at some of, of Lencioni's um, five areas or just any kind of common language that we can all be really on the same page. 
Well, and it, it has to be easily understood okay. and quickly grasped because, like you said, uh, well, I was talking with a friend of mine the other day. You you, you gave five percent and ninety five percent of performing. A friend of mine who's a, a, a speaker went into a school system, and I'm going to give you the uh, the percentage that the school system gives to training and development here in a minute. Okay, good. We're going to uh, take a quick break. We'll come back and get some of the keys to building high-performing teams with Tom Heck. This is Leaders Playbook. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. If you want the tools to thrive in today's competitive workplace, you've come to the right place. Getting to the top will teach you how to climb the ladder of success with diplomacy and integrity. Host Mark Murphy has been named the leadership guru and brings to talk radio advice on difficult management situations like giving your boss bad news and how to speak the truth without making people angry, which we all know will come in handy someday. Climb to the top with Mark Murphy every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. That's getting to the top on Voice America Business Channel. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. From the stock market floor to your laptop, we are Voice America Business. You're listening to Leaders Playbook, tools for top performance. If you have a question for Dr. Nadler, feel free to email him at rnadler at truenorthleadership.com. Now, back to Dr. Rell. Welcome back. This is Leaders Playbook, tools for top performance. We're talking with Tom Heck. We're talking about the keys, you know, some of the keys to building a high-performing team. Tom was just talking about really having a common language. It would be one of the, the keys. What else would you say, Tom? 
Well, it's uh, the other piece to this is moving beyond uh, you know this this equation that you gave of ninety five percent you know being in the in the field and giving five percent to practice. Right. And and uh, I was about to share. Uh, here's this great statistic: yeah. is uh, uh, in this one uh, school system, they had the the legislators actually had to get into it and say we mandate that you uh, invest one percent of your budget uh, to training and development because the school system was not even doing that. Gee. And and so the legislation had to get into right. It, we know, have to make make a law that you have to practice and learn this stuff. Right, right. So so that is the you know giving something other than lip service. Yes. To to building a culture and all, you know it's here's a classic example. Uh, not to pick on school systems, but software development company I was working with and uh, growing rapidly in five years you know they they had uh less than 20 employees you know five years ago and now they have about 120 so uh and you can imagine what that does to a culture unless you're really focused so in that five years really the that whole time they had done uh, invested one i'm sorry one trip one two-day trip uh, in team building, and you know what it was? <coughs> White water rafting. Oh, gee. <laughs> All right, so that, no content, right. no common language. Now, they had a common experience, right? Right. And there is some value, I think, in that, uh, that everybody's there together and they're yes. laughing and they and they can all look back on that. But they, they, they share the common experience, but they don't share a common language about what that meant, uh-huh. and they didn't process it. And and then uh, you know during the the uh, this the the training event itself, and this is uh, one of the the other key pieces that uh, you know um, Patrick Lencioni talks about, and and Stephen M R Covey in his new book, The Speed of Trust, mm-hmm. is that the importance of trust. Okay. And and so in the training event, we did this. Um, Exercise that a lot of trainers know. Uh, it's a famous one called uh, "Win as much as you can," mm-hmm. and right. the, the the group is divided into teams, and they ha- all have an opportunity in these teams to uh, do what's right for the greater good of the entire organization. But they're tempted to do what's best for their small team. Right, and everything was going great until um, I kid you not. And uh, the the CEO's team comes up, and they do what they they make a decision that impacts everybody else in the room in in this scenario in uh-huh. this activity that hurts everyone else and benefits only their team. Uh, and this is the CEO's team. This is the and yeah, yeah, yeah. not only that it gets better. The CEO was the one pushing for this decision yeah. because he said the whole objective was to win as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the beauty of the experiential stuff that you've done, and I have a long history doing it. Yes, you know, and is that people end up? It's the perfect projection technique. So my training is as a psychologist, and I learned about the the Rorschach uh, ink blots. You hold up an ink blot, and you right. say, "What may this be?" And in people project who they are. But the things that you do, and that I've done in the past, around these experiential exercises, it's the best projection technique for any organization who wants to see themselves in a live situation and what really happens. And so that's where the, where I know you do this and I do that. It's the, the 
get them in that situation. Many times the exercises are, I gotcha, but then it's the learning afterwards. So maybe talk a little bit about how you connect some of the learning in the activities, because I think it's that transference that's really important. Oh, absolutely. Well, in this, let's go back to the software scenario. Yeah. The the uh, after we get done with the activity, uh, um, and everyone in the room, and this takes maybe thirty minutes to go through this whole process. Uh, everyone in the room recognizes that uh, something was wrong. Right. That that we could have made decisions that benefit the entire group, and and yet that's not what what happened. Uh-huh. And. And so that is where we get into what is the culture of the team, and that's where we are going uh, with with this particular organization, uh, is what is the culture that exists and what do we want? Where are we moving to? And, you know, this the, the dichotomy between what they said yeah. they are, they were, because it, what was great is they had these beautiful... Uh, banners, really bigger than posters, hanging from the wall mm. uh, that they uh, got the this great retreat facility to put up for them that were like there's seven core values, right? And uh, number one was teamwork. <laughs> and and so here they were, you know, espousing teamwork and working together and, you know, they were all into this and creativity. And, and yet the uh, the behavior that was being uh, put out was creating a huge lack of trust. Uh-huh. And, and, when, and, and I think that this is the, the, why trust becomes such a, uh, an important area to study uh, individually and as a team. What can we do as an organization to build trust? Because everything is, is builds on trust. You know, the, the, the fear within this particular yeah. team to challenge, for example, because a- after the event, some people came up to me and they said, "Well, you know, uh, we've got some problems, don't we?" And and so, in some conversations, I learned that no, every no one wanted to really challenge the CEO on what he had done, yep. because they were fearful. Well, and and what were they afraid of? Well, you know, maybe they were afraid of losing their job, and and so this is the piece. So how do you how do you go from an experiential activity like that, like you said, that becomes the mirror right. to uh, the launching pad. And and really, I think that uh, where that starts for uh, from, from my standpoint as a trainer is to do an assessment. So I knew going in that trust was low. Uh-huh. And I knew going in that there was a huge discrepancy between their stated values and the way they actually operated. And so... Uh, Leading an exercise like that that points it out and people just say, wow, you know, this is, now it's in our face. You know, it's sort of like, uh, you know, maybe some of the listeners have, uh, been involved in a, uh, oh gosh, what's the word where you have a family member or a friend, uh, that is involved in drugs or alcohol or something right, like a, that. An intervention. An intervention, right. Yeah. And, and there's no escaping it. Yes. You know, it's, uh, that's the whole idea that's of an it. intervention is that, you, it, 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 when the time is right, you know, the group is ready. And But here's the trick, you know, with an intervention is that someone can still uh, say, no, this isn't my problem, right. we're not ready. And guess what what, what happened with this group? Uh, the leader and, and one or two other people were not ready to move forward. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean for the rest of the team? Well, it means that 
you know, uh, some people might say that you better start getting your resume together because how long can an organization like that really last? Right. You know, can they implode? And, and we, I think we see that enough. So when we make the jump, I think the first step is making an assessment, knowing what you're getting into, leading an exercise that it pr- presents that mirror mm-hmm. and that you, if the group is ready and, they're, and you're ready to say, okay, so this is where we are, and what do we want to create? And uh, we did get into that uh, w- with this group, and they recognized that there was a problem. But you know, some of the the the, uh, the leader said, "Hey, you know, I pay these people a lot of money. They should be able to do this." Mm-hmm. And and you know, time and again, it's not you know money that. Uh, makes a team it's not how much you pay people right it's it's not how smart they are right and you shared that in the beginning there's, there's great statistics the, the smartest guys in the room and um, we're going to continue with with tom we'll hear more about um how to empower a team and maybe we're also we're touching on a little bit now about some of the derailers of a team yeah. and we'll come back um after the break this is leaders playbook tool for top performance Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. You hear business show after business show all geared towards improving a company's bottom line. But what about your bottom line? How come no one ever talks about that? Finally, a show dedicated to the worker. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, the Crow Show is aimed specifically at the worker and their environment. From work skills and technology to dealing with bosses and coworkers, the Crow Show will give you insight on how to survive and prosper in today's workplace. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. 
Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. The Bottom Line in Business, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leaders Playbook, tools for top performance. If you have a question for Dr. Nadler, feel free to email him at rnadler at truenorthleadership.com. Now, back to Dr. Rell. This is Leaders Playbook, the tools for top performance. Today we're talking with Tom Heck, who uh, has the website www.teachmeteamwork.com and 31,000 uh, members have signed up, 103 countries. And, Tom, we are just talking about, and you were alluding to, kind of the, the power of the, of the leader. And, and I think maybe just to highlight uh, a couple of, of how do people, uh, what are some of the, maybe the derailers? We talked about fear. We talked about maybe the leader not being, uh, moving forward, you know, being aligned. Yes. Well, I, you know, I, I did, I just want to reemphasize this point about a, a big derailer. Yeah. Is, the, the whole idea that we're going to somehow do all this team building in one or two days or yeah. even three days, you know, it's, it's the, the metaphor I like to use is that if uh, someone walks into a, uh, a health and fitness facility and they say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm committed to becoming healthy and uh, well in my life, and, and they're meeting for the first time with the person who's, uh, you know, a trainer or a physical, uh, a therapist, uh, you know, a nutritionist, and, and they say, uh, great, you know, we're glad you're here, and, and the person says, and I've got one day that I'm going to invest in this. <laughs> and the person would say, well, you know, it's, what a wonderful thing you're here, but, you know, yeah. this is a lifestyle change. So to, to get to the place where uh, building a high-functioning team, it, it becomes a culture shift where that is what's most important. You know, how we treat each other, how we're interacting with each other mm-hmm. is what is going to make or break our organization, yep. and that becomes job one. And I think uh, you and I both in our, in our past have done a lot of the one- and two-day team-building experiences, and I think uh, as I evolve and I hear the same thing with you and Teach Me Teamwork, really trying to move to systems change yeah. developing a kind of a learning curriculum you know one with the team and then also how do you get some of the key individuals who they themselves may be like you mentioned the CEO of that organization if you don't help him move forward mm-hmm. people are going to leave so maybe talk about kind of from a systems change you know in a, in a teamwork culture what kind of what are some of the key ingredients that you've noticed or maybe that you're even uh, implementing now well this is this is the, a great point, you know, is that uh, I've mentioned a couple times about these one- and two-day workshops. Well, really, my confession is is that I've sold and led a lot of those workshops, yep. right? And so have I. <laughs> uh, and it, it's, it's a great thing uh, uh, when it's involved and tied into uh, a system, like you say, uh, that, that there's follow-up, and uh, it's not just given lip service, because if it's given lip service, then people, then trust is lost. Mm-hmm. And and so what I've been doing uh, lately, in fact, and uh, is really saying, okay, what, what could we do in a year? And so I've recently developed a 12-month leadership development program, and actually the, the group I'm targeting really is, is one that I know well, and that is people who are in, work in, uh, 
organizations, programs that are into youth development. Mm. And, you know, if, uh, but, but the model that I'm using is, includes coaching and uh, ongoing uh, teleclasses, learning by these uh, telephone conference call, mm-hmm. live interactive type of thing, and um, mastermind calls where we, we uh, get together and build community uh, and share ideas and, and resources with each other, and then also include uh, live workshops. Uh, and uh, so there's, there's, it's this idea that uh, something that's comprehensive, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that uh, it's not just a uh, learning something is great, right. and, but it's the application. And that's where I think that uh, a lot of organizations fall down is uh, they will attend a conference that's fantastic and motivational. They'll hear a great speaker. And and then, you know, what are we going to do about it? I mean, it's no different than me watching this movie last night, Sicko, that I was so moved by. So what then? Right. You know, what am I going to do? All training should be about what we're going to do, what what shift is going right. to happen. Right. Uh, if I'm running a business, I'm going to, I want people to do something differently. And and that's the big key here. So it's really yeah, it's taking those actions, and that's why kind of the focus of of this show is really what are the small actions that people um, can do. And and I think one of the things that I like to say to, to leaders um, is that a leader directs how people think, kind of gives them a target. Maybe sometimes is a better way of saying that. Mm-hmm. It's not that people aren't thinking all the time, but if the leader isn't really clear about what they want them to think about, and let's say if it's the team-building experience or something else, it's that connecting the dots, so it's that metaphor. If the leader isn't connecting the dots, doesn't mean they're not connecting dots, but they may be the wrong ones that the leader wants them to connect. Well, it, I think you're right. I think that the, the leader is, uh, you know, there was a, a, a long time ago I worked for the YMCA, and I did lots of programming in schools, and in my community... I could never turn that off, so to speak, because if I went out, you know, I was recognized by all these people. And, and I realized, you know, that this is, this is the challenge of, of being a leader is that it's yeah. truly about an identity shift. <laughs> you can't uh, yeah, say yeah. one thing and then do another. Right. You know, it's, I'll never forget in elementary school, I was at, stayed after school one day and I was walking down the hall and who did I see in his office? One of my heroes, one of my teacher heroes, smoking a cigarette. And he had always told he was the PE teacher. Oh, gee. And he was telling me he had always, you know, was telling us not to yeah. smoke and everything. And it, it was such a huge shock to me. Sure, sure. You know, being and I still remember I was, you know, in fifth grade, and wow. I thought, what is this about? Yeah. You know, and that's but that isn't that the challenge of leadership? Well, and I think the the last show I introduced this metaphor that leaders are under the spotlight. And they're under the spotlight 24-7. And just like you're saying with the PE teacher, they don't realize the influence that they have, that they are always on. And people are reading into what they do and reading into what they don't do. Yeah. And, and just the power of that. One of the things when you were talking about kind of the link in an organization and learning, I'm working in an organization now where the president is saying leadership development, team development, he said, for me, that's like breathing. Mm-hmm. And my organization has to have that. Now, he's a very uh, insightful leader, but I think not every leader, you know, has that sense of awareness and, 
And yes, they did the team building, but you know he wants that in a daily basis for people to be able to have those experiences. Well, you know, uh, Thomas Friedman's book, The World is Flat, Right. Uh, any of our listeners who haven't read it, you, you might want to read it, or you can kind of read a, a similar version by Dan Pink, uh, their colleagues, and his is called A Whole New Mind, but they talk about the, you know, how uh, uh, we're competing now, uh, our kids who are going through school are competing with kids in, you know, India who uh, are hungry for our, in, you know, our jobs, mm-hmm. and they can get them. By living in, you know, uh, India, they don't have to live here for mm-hmm. a lot of these. And so, you know, when it comes down to competition, what what it it really means is that if if we're going to stay competitive as a country, it's going to be because of how we work together, right? And and uh, not just I think as a team. You know, there's a and here's a shift for you. You know, I was working with a large construction company once and. And uh, we were talking about uh, the the challenge within this particular office is they weren't sharing information, kind of bickering. And then I got them to the place where they really understood that, you know, gosh, it's it's a lot funner. We we get a lot more done if we work together. Uh You know, that's a a big, uh, not not such a big thing, but for them it was. But then we started talking about that this idea of lack mentality that there's never enough. You know, that there's not enough contracts, and there's. And, and so they were so bought in to this idea that there's not enough in the world, you know, that, uh, that it, it was pervasive mm-hmm. on their team. We got through that, at least on the team, but somehow we got to get to that as a, as a culture, you know, right. as, a, as a world consciousness, that there is, there's a, we live in an abundant world. And I think the idea that we're talking about here as we finish up, that uh, there's so much resources in each other, and if we can take off some of the interferences around time that you're talking about and maybe shortage of things and connect with each other, you know, there's an incredible amount that we can do. Um, for folks uh, listening, if you go to www.leadersplaybook.com, there's going to be the rest of this uh, PDF article that teamwork is an uh, unnatural act, as I started with earlier. And I want to thank Tom Heck from Teach Me Teamwork. Go, go to his website. Check out his new uh, leadership program. He's got a ton of resources there. Tom, thank you very much for being on this on the show. It's my pleasure. And this has been Leaders Playbook, Tools for Top Performance. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week talking about um, how do you develop others. Thank you.